mystery on the rocks oh yeah mystery on the rocks yeah mystery on the rocks yeah Welcome to another episode of Mr. on the Rocks, the show that takes unsolved true mysteries and cocktails and shake a shake a shake it up and a pour a pour a pour in a glass and put it in your ears uh, for podcast delights. I'm sued with me as always is fantastic Suze Kempner. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. And the amazing Chris Stokes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm a suit. Yo, what up? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I nearly sang was that song that that song by the punk band, the Anti Nowhere League, that goes, uh, "So what? So what? You boring little cunt." <laughs> uh, what are we drinking? Oh my goodness! I can't wait to um, tell you. About, I, this about is the this, most excited drink I've seen you in a long um, time. <laughs> I feel like it's my biggest triumph in um, yeah? certainly in a really long time, right? That is my attempt at a chili cactus of what we had at Freud's. Whoa. You'll notice it's a bit. You know, it's a bit pinkier than. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that color has come exclusively from chilies because there's no. Whoa. Uh, so it's uh, red chilies, and I muddled it with the tequila, uh, yeah. lime juice, uh, and then I think they put sim- uh, simple syrup in theirs as well. Yeah. So I did did that shook it up and it's um <laughs> it's hot it's really hot <laughs> but it's very 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 nice i don't think i can call Ooh. it a chili cactus though because i don't know how freud's make theirs i just know vaguely three quarters of the call ingredients. it my chili cactus yeah yeah i think they probably um infuse the tequila with chili right they do <clears throat> they do that's exactly and you what can do, do it two ways yeah you could either i didn't have time to do that well, so i just muddled mm. I just muddled a load you, of cut up chilies with uh, with the tequila. That's a pretty good way of doing it. You could, if you wanted to, like, there are two, you could, like, so there's, like, the really long way where you obviously just sit chili and tequila for, like, three weeks and that happens. You could, I don't think you could rapidly infuse it. It might work, but I don't think it'd be as effective. The third way, which is the way I'd probably go, is, like, sous vide. So, basically, ah. you put the tequila with the, with the chili, seal it in a bag, and then, like, Bring it up to a, uh, God, I don't know what temperature I'd bring it up to, but you bring it up to a temperature and then like let it sit in there and then pour it back in the bottle. But then it has to cool. You sort right? of like, yes. It's so sort of I had cool, no time sort of like, to do any of that because I decided to make uh, this like 15 minutes before our Zoom. Um, <laughs> you were like. So, so I was like, like, I was just muddling the the chilies. I think with that's, the that's just as effective. I think if you're doing it quickly, that's pretty good. While yeah. Chris was making it, um, he had a musical soundtrack playing to show the dramatic pace that he had to make it at. But it wasn't what you'd expect. It was the Terminator theme. Oh. <laughs> 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 was, I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, Suze? 
Yeah. Oh, Nothing. I'm flying away tomorrow, uh, and I've got a very long day, so I'm flying away to Canada, mm-hmm. and I've got a gig at 7 p.m. Canada time, which is midnight our time, and then another gig at 9:30, which goes on till 11 Canada time. By which wow. time it'll be 4 a.m. our time. So I'm just having a cup of tea, but I am toying with the idea of getting hammered at the airport. <laughs> that oh. is a great idea. Airport drinking. <laughs> at 8 a.m. I'm, I'm a big fan of airport drinking. It helps I love you sleep it. on the plane. And yeah. I get and I get uh, drinks on the plane, so Ooh. you're gonna pull a, a what's it the the always sunny thing where they where they uh, they just um, get the gang beats the bogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do have next to me because I wouldn't want to not be drinking at all. So I've got my filthy smoke next to me. Yeah. Left over from the other night where I drank till I forgot. Um, um, I'm just gonna make a small cocktail. I'm gonna get the butterscotch liqueur and make a really? filthy Werther's. Nice, just Very to nice. see me, uh, just to see me off tonight. Because I did pack already. What are you? Uh, <laughs> what are you drinking now, Suze? What do you got? Suze? Oh, I got a filthy Werther's. So I thought, oh, yeah. even though I said sensibly, I have to leave at six in the morning, go to the airport. What I've done instead is made myself uh, equal parts uh, butterscotch liqueur liqueur by Techien and uh, Filthy Smoke Smoky Whiskey oh, well, 43% ooh, nice. and it is so delicious I've made it before on this podcast haven't I yes, yes I think you have you coined, you coined the name on this podcast definitely yes um, it's excellent um, we must try it we must we must try <laughs> we it we simply so. must try it Ooh, we <clears> must <throat> we simply must what are you drinking now right now Masood what I've got here is a it's a margarita, mate. Hey, a margarita. Oh, oh, my oh. mind's blown. Um, so it's a so margarita. So you've got lime, tequila, Cointreau, and then you just top up with fucking lager, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, I want it. Mexican. I lager. want it. Um, so from little of all places, this is the exact lager that I'm such a fucking nerd. Have you watched um, Better Call Saul? No. Or aware of the TV show. Yes. So it's a yeah. set prequel to Breaking Bad, and the one character, Lalo Salamanca, is drinking this exact beer uh, in in the show. And I was like, well, I've got to have it now. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got to, I've got to drink it now. Because Lalo Salamanca, the evil drug <laughs> baron, drinks it. Um, so I was like, well, I've got some of that. Oh, it'd be a shame not to use it in a cocktail. Lagerita. Uh, oh. A cocktail. Why and have I never no heard ice. of a lagerita before? You're just casually throwing it in there and changing my world. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. It's really good. Uh, yeah, so it's like, it's basically margarita, and then you top it up with beer. Mm. Mm. Yes, please. That's if I make a great it again, idea. I'd make it a little bit spicy as well. I want it to be like, because that's what it feels like it's missing. It's like that little, Ooh, just that, not In which much, case then, because I, I really want to make uh, jalapeno margaritas. So then a jalapeno lagerita is maybe what you're after. That is a fucking great idea. Yes. Yeah. 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 Fucking yeah, dog. Well, Chris, what have you what have you laid out for us on the old serving tray of mysteries today? <laughs> 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 That, was, uh, that sounded like that somebody. Excellent. That sounded like somebody who is over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was my yeah. Um, the next mystery is uh, trying to find out why I left the podcast, and they're like, they're, her last appearance featured this strange outburst. Um, so on the on the serving tray of mysteries. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, little mystery tray. So close to the end of the season. Uh, wow. 2018. Can you cast your mind back <gasps> four and a half years? 
Um, I mean... I also want to say thanks to everyone who has been with us on this la 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 long journey. Yes, true. I think we, we were, there was a point where we were measuring by body parts, and I think we're up to the fucking forehead now. Oh, yeah, we did start that, yeah. I forgot that we started off. It was so long ago that we were like, we're up to the shins. Uh, yes, so, yeah, the shins, now... the knees, the da da da. Now we're. We're about we're like, here. We're like hairline level. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um, I'd say so. It's the Salisbury poisonings. Oh, shit. <gasps> that is so recent. I can't believe that's only 2018. Do you think it was longer yeah, I... ago or do you think it was shorter ago? It feels like 2014. Oh, I know. I see what you mean. Uh, it feels like it so feels long ago. It feels longer and recent. It doesn't to yeah. me. It, the reason it feels quite recent to me is the that footage of them saying that they were here to see the cathedral is mm. yes. doesn't seem like that long ago. So right. without that, yeah. maybe I'd feel like it was about eight years ago. But because of that, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's my that's my pinpoint. Yeah. Right. Um, which yeah, I'm sure we'll get Salisbury to that poisons. that little bit. What are your yeah. memories of the Salisbury poisonings? Uh, uh, mine are, where was it? It was a restaurant, right? Well, no, they were on a park Z's? bench. They were found on a park oh. bench, like coming in and out of consciousness well, like, was, and, and rigid. It was a father and a daughter. Mm. So it was Sergei uh, Skripal or Skripal. Mm. He was a former double agent for the British intelligence. Um, uh, uh, the old double. He was a former Russian military officer. He was born in 1951, so at the time he was in his late 60s. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. He had been arrested in December 2004 by Russia's FSB. They've come up before. Uh, mm. And he was convicted of high treason. Oh, yeah, those guys. Mm-hmm. And he was sentenced to 13 years in prison, but... I don't know how he managed to... Uh, oh, yeah, here we Not go. Die? He settled in the I UK mean, in 2010, so he didn't serve... I Because um, I was, I was going to say, if there's any country to be uh, arrested for treason, Russia is the one I definitely don't want that to be the oh country my that God. it happens well, in. Um, yeah. he, uh, he settled in the UK in 2010, so if you do your maths, that's only six years after he got arrested. Oh. Uh, so he didn't serve those 13 years. He was... Uh, he settled in the UK in 2010 following the Illegals Programme Spy Swap. Oh, right. Prisoner Exchange. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen sounds this like fucking a... TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it sounds like a Channel over. 4 reality show or something. Yeah. Uh, the way the way that you people do spying is so nice crazy fella. and different to how we do spying. It's so weird. <laughs> None of you use illegal wiretaps? What is crazy? <laughs> That's the only way we get information. <laughs> it was the 4th of March, 2018. He and his daughter, Yulia, who was actually a Russian citizen who was visiting from Moscow. She was not living over here. She's not a spy. They were poisoned by a Novichok nerve agent. Oof, that's bad stuff. That's not good stuff. Uh, And I remember them, again, almost like Litvinenko 2. While they were in their critical condition, it was almost the same sort of thing. It was like, do you know what I mean? They've been poisoned. and it was. We were getting daily updates on the news. Yeah. Yeah. And they were very expected to die. Oh, 
I remember yeah, this. It right. was yeah. like any day now they're dying, so, and it was it's fairly amazing that they didn't. Yeah. So they uh, they yeah they they yeah. didn't they did not die. Third uh, of March, Yulia, who was thirty three, and Sergey, who was sixty six at the time, uh, they flew into Heathrow Airport from Moscow. Mm-hmm. The next morning, his uh, BMW was seen in the area of uh, London Road and Wilton Road at Salisbury. That afternoon, uh, his car was seen uh, on the way towards Salisbury Town Centre. And then they arrived in the upper-level car park at the Maltings in Salisbury. Then they went to uh, the Bishop's Mill pub in the town centre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they went to ZZ's. Oh, yeah. wow, push the boat well, out. Well, that's, that's why they were bloody poisoned, mate. <laughs> every yeah. Yeah. open oh, micer oh, who made that sauce, fucking mate. joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, that Zed. Zed. Uh, Zed, Zed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this has gone full circle. Um, <laughs> an emergency services call a couple of hours later reported that a man and a woman who turns out to be them They've been found unconscious on a public bench in the centre of Salisbury by the passing chief nursing officer for the British Army and her daughter. Oh. That's a stroke of luck, isn't it? Stroke of bloody luck, yeah. yeah. An eyewitness saw that the woman was foaming at the mouth, her eyes were wide open, but, and this is chilling, completely white. Mm. Right. Whoa. And then, yeah, you're right, Suze, they were slipping in and out of consciousness and then they were taken direct, uh, separately to uh, Salisbury District Hospital by an ambulance and an air ambulance. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, the park bench seems weird, but if they Public, were... Public, not park, uh, necessarily. It could have been actually in the town oh, centre okay, yeah. rather than in the park. Yeah, they might have felt yeah, yeah, faint yeah. and sat down. That's what I thought. I was like, uh, that's a bit... Because I think about how often I sit on park or public benches, and the answer is never. And then I'm like, well, if I was poisoned, probably would. So, yeah, they were taken to hospital. And then at nine o'clock the mm. following morning, the NHS Foundation Trust at Salisbury... Uh, had it declared a major incident mm-hmm. in response to concerns by their staff, and then it became a multi-agency incident named Operation Fairline. Oh my! Right. Uh, and then they had to check twenty-one members of the emergency services and the public for possible symptoms because at this point they didn't know what it was or where from. Well, wasn't there uh, something where they had all the out? You know, whoever the experts are in this field, that team got fucking stuck in because they said like it could wipe out a city it could wipe out a hundred thousand people mm, it was uh, yeah deadly which i mean was probably an exaggeration but i get understood they have to they have to act like it's the worst case scenario yeah it. well it's like I mean? when covid when covid hit they were like oh well it could be half a million yeah but thank goodness it was only two hundred thousand. yeah what a result two police officers were treated for minor symptoms which were itchy eyes and wheezing Okay, right. A detective sergeant had been sent to Screeple's house and he was in a serious condition as well. Mm. But let's. uh, uh, He's a a guy named uh, Nick Bailey and he was discharged from hospital a couple of weeks later. Right. uh, In a statement that said, Normal life for me will never be the same. Wow. Um, mm. These are testing people who would who would come in contact with these. Two, yeah, right? so the, and members of the public as well, because it's like yeah. like I said at the time. Uh, before, I mean, they probably knew it was poison, but they didn't know how uh, it was administered, what it was, how it was administered, it, and to how many people. Like, and, and could, it seems like Novichok is incredibly easy to spread. Like, if you touch mm. someone who's been well, poisoned it, by Novichok, okay. yeah, but like radiation poisoning. Yeah, so on that. Um, let oh. me explain that there was a fatality from the Novichok poisoning, from this poisoning, but it wasn't the 
scrapers. Seven miles north of Salisbury, and this was later in the year. So, uh, not March, oh. but the end of June. Uh, two British people, uh, Charlie Rowley and Dawn Sturgis. Uh, oh. So, Charlie Rowley found a perfume bottle discovered to contain Novichok, the Novi- this particular agent, uh, in a litter bin in Salisbury. And then as a present, gave it to Dawn Sturgis, who sprayed that perfume on her wrist. She fell ill within 15 minutes and died a week later. Wow. Um, And that's with the spritz. Yeah. So they don't, obviously police don't think this was a targeted attack. Because I don't think Dawn Sturgis and Charlie Rowley did anything to upset Mother Russia. But. No. Right. (laughs) Can you imagine if they did? (laughs) Um, uh, They think it was a way of disposing of the poison that was used to poison the uh, scruples and Charlie Rowley was just unlucky enough to come into contact with it that is Uh, super unlucky he Mm. found it in a bin right yeah and then gave it as a gift Uh, okay I'm very 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 sorry that these people are the victims of this that's that's truly awful I'm not a fan of giving gifts out of the garbage, though. I would, if I saw honest. a bottle of perfume in a bin, I would go, "Hey, hang on, what a waste!" Spritz it on, and I go, "Hmm." Would you really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Enough. I would. To be just honest, to check. I've, look, I I can't talk. I once ate a pizza out of a dumpster. No, so. you didn't, Mister. <laughs> no, I. So I was walking back. I went. I got up. <laughs> went really. Got really drunk with a friend a few months. ago. I would ago, never do that. And I walked past a, a few months ago. That had. Yeah, that had a stack of pizzas outside, uh, and I literally the pizzeria was closed, and I took the top box and I opened it, and there was a, a full pizza, and I just walked to the nearest bus stop Masood. eating this cold dumpster pizza. So I can't talk. You know, cold you dumpster a, pizza. You were a father. You were a father with a home and and work, and you went. Mm pizza from a dumpster just uh, my luck a full pizza from a dumpster uh, yes please that's happened <laughs> yeah. during this season of mystery on the rocks yes <laughs> and this is the first time we've heard of it masood masood go well that happened well that well that happened <laughs> well that went and masood finishes the pizza and says well that went well but unironically well, yeah, I, I turned to the camera like a like an animal out of the fucking Flintstones and was like, well, that went well. <laughs> but you mean it because it was so good. Because um, it was, was a good so good. Uh, the detective, Bailey, uh, had gone round to Screeple's house and fallen ill. So, oh. he, yeah, but he either, because he was a detective on the case, could have could have been uh, poisoned by traces still on Screeple himself, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But this was in his house uh, that he went to and then fell ill. The other thing about right. this is, uh, so, um, they were, the Screeples were reported to be critically ill at the end of mm-hmm. March, still, so a few weeks later. Then it said that Yulia was no longer in a critical condition. Uh, condition. Uh, uh, and after three weeks, she had regained consciousness and was able to speak. Um, and Sergei was in a critical condition until he woke up one month afterwards. Uh, he was in a coma for a month, yeah. essentially. On the 5th of oh, April, no. the doctors then said that he was no longer in a critical condition and he was responding well to treatment. 
and on the 9th of April, so over a month afterwards, um, Yulia was discharged from hospital, taken to a secure location. And then uh, uh, a couple of weeks after that, Sergei was discharged from hospital too. And then on the 23rd of May, a handwritten letter and a video statement by Yulia were released to the Reuters news agency for the first time. So this was her first, uh, the, the first statement from either of the two of them. Uh, and she said yeah. that she was lucky to be alive after the poisoning. Thank the staff of Salisbury Hospital. Um, uh, and then she had had a tracheotomy to save her life and now had a scar. And a wow. Neck. So she was like, oh, this is, I'm living with long-term. Um, uh, yeah, I don't this. really know because I know they both live, but I don't really know what the aftermath was for them. Yeah. And wow. then this is rather diplomatic. She uh, expressed hope that someday she would return to Russia and she thanked the Russian embassy for its offer of assistance but said she and her father were not ready to take it. Gee, Jesus fucking no kidding, mate. Yeah. Wow. Um, on the 5th of April, so reversing a little bit, um, at this point, um, neither of them had been discharged from hospital. British authorities in, said that inside their the house of Sergei, which had been sealed by the police, uh, two guinea pigs were found dead uh, when mm. they were allowed in, and then along with a cat in a distress. Yeah, state, I know about the cat, which the makes cat me down. so sad. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and the cat was all fucked up. Um, that so, makes me think of my cat and make him make me go, "Oh, I love you." And then he annoys me. And I'm like, "God, I wish you die." Oh, it's like having kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my cat is annoying, but I do love him. <laughs> Later in the year, uh, in November actually, the detective Bailey, who had been put in a critical condition after going to the Mm. house, he said that he'd been poisoned even though he'd inspected the house wearing a full forensic suit. Um, Oh. Those are just paper suits though. They're not like, they don't have any, yeah. In, um... It's not like E.T. Yeah, as as well as being poisoned by the way, Bailey and his family... The family of just the detective who was uh, on this case lost their home and all their possessions because of contamination. Fuck! What? That's fucking nuts. This so sounds then, like uh, they were like pe- whoever was involved was too cautious. Like we need to burn yeah, everything possibly, you own. Yeah. Uh, a bit more cautious than the government during COVID, but um, <laughs> yeah. Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a point where we all had to wash our shopping once we brought it back from the Oh, do you remember when that was the advice? Like, if you get a delivery, I know there were people who were, like, uh, high risk Leave your post for two weeks as well. Yeah, it was was like Amazon parcels, leave them outside for two weeks. Oh, I just thought that book book club's coming up. I'm going to be fucked. Yeah, (laughs) but I need to read the help. (laughs) It's so weird because, like, I guess things like movies like Contagion and stuff have us all believe it's like, you're on a bus, someone coughs. You got it. You've got it. Yeah, yeah. Although I did catch uh, a terrible, like, I get every cold going, but I caught a real, like, chesty, gross one. and I don't know if this is who I caught it from, but I certainly went down with symptoms. Three days after, a guy um, who I was walking past on the escalator, so one side they're standing and one side I'm walking, he sneezed as I passed him and a web of his snot went up my face. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, you definitely caught it from him. Like, yeah. And I was like... Ugh. You know what you were saying about the, uh, on the bus, though, in the movies? That's just movie mm. language, because a bus... Yes. It's still a filth box. You will get it from a bus because people don't mm. wash their hands and they touch the stop button. Yeah. And they hold on to no, the rail exactly. and stuff. Yeah, you're it's, touching yeah. the same thing. It's stuff. shorthand. It's yeah. shorthand. You'll yeah. get it from the bus, but like that's really uncinematic language. 
like oh the hand touched that and then the hand touched this if yeah, you have somebody on the yeah. bus just go <coughs> that's then everyone goes yeah, oh and then the they person. show yeah. a little like in the movie outbreak where they're in that cinema and everyone's like laughing too much they're laughing all of, it's like a cinema full of people laughing like robert de niro in cape fear in the cinema watching problem <laughs> oh that's a cinema i want to go to <laughs> And like, like ah, and they ah, follow. Ah. It's like outbreak is what nineteen ninety five, ninety six, and they follow a droplet around the cinema, and it goes in someone's mouth, and then they laugh, and the droplet goes in someone else's mouth. Uh, uh, outbreak is terrible, but is I watched ter- it right at the beginning of uh, lockdown. I like. It's one of those. I was um, like COVID viewing. It's one of those Dustin Hoffman in a hazmat suit films. Uh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure he's in a similar suit in Sphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah essentially the same suit i think they reuse the same suit outbreak is such a strange movie because uh dustin hoffman and Rene russo are like exes so they were married and now they're split up and they're, they're always arguing about their dogs and you know in an earlier rewrite like an earlier draft of this script that's been rewritten they weren't dogs they were kids and yeah gone, oh no we can't no fuck it make them dogs. It's, make them the problem dogs. is is that this it sounds too real uh mm. let's just make them dogs let's make them this dogs. will bother people let's just make it dogs nick bailey the yeah. uh, detective sergeant who had lost all of his possessions and house, and he said that he'd been poisoned despite wearing all the protective uh, stuff, mm. uh, lost all his possessions and things. And then investigators also said that that perfume bottle, remember, which eventually ended up killing Sturgis, oh, yeah. containing Novichok nerve agent, was, was later found in a bin. It had enough in there to potentially kill thousands of people. Jesus. So mm. that was the disposal, not necessarily the... Uh, administration of yeah but i mean like why the fuck were they carrying that much of it around absolutely well this is why the police said it was enough to kill the city because with um with the umbrella poisoning that's literally tailor made tailor made for one person and yes that's it this is reckless and irresponsible right Um, it seems odd that their methodology has kind of deteriorated over time is that it seems to be more like you're saying reckless it's like previously it's like one person just get in get out pinpoint accuracy mm. this is like mm. fuck so, it scattergun approach <clears throat> let's get as much as we can it, yeah. and is that like a cover is that to cover up i don't even know what that methodology is it's wild yeah, yeah. well um early 2019 um, just as we were about to start doing this podcast, we'd already started recording. Yeah. Uh, right. Building contractors built scaffolding seal, uh, uh, like a massive frame that you know, like the dome over Springfield. They've done yes. like they've done like <laughs> yeah. a uh, yeah. um, uh, like a scaffolding frame to seal the house and the garage. Uh, a military team dismantled and removed the roofs, and then cleaning and decontamination, followed by rebuilding, took four months. And then in February Blimey. 2019. Government officials announced that the last of the 12 sites, 12, that had been undergoing an intense and hazardous cleanup, uh, and the last of that was this house, uh, it had right. been judged safe uh, in February 2019. Mm. Jesus. So you kicked out of your house for fucking like, <coughs> a year, basically, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Christ. So then the investigation happened. Uh, obviously, at this point, Theresa May was Prime Minister. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just can't keep up. There's too many goddamn prime ministers. <laughs> so many prime ministers. Amber Rudd was Home Secretary. Yes. Oh, my oh, God. Remember her? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go through them pretty quick too. <laughs> we do. I think we're about to get a new one. <laughs> mm. I hope so. And by the time this goes out, there'll probably be a new one. Two or just one? <laughs> just the, a new just Home one. Secretary. A new okay, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, there'll probably be two in the space. <laughs> between the uh, the, the particular out. poison, by the way, uh, mm. after testing it, they believed it to have actually been developed by the Soviet Union in the 80s. So it's a nice little retro mm. Cold War um, oh. poison. Probably had barrels of it lying around. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the investigation was thorough. Yeah. Right. Um, well, this is like they didn't want another Litvinenko where they're like, eek. Uh, they well, no, honestly, I think, I think this is why I'm including this after we've just done Litvinenko because it kind of shows even in a space of 12 years, like a similar story, but so, so many things have moved on in the meantime because of that initial one. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's... um. Mm. There was like 180 military experts in chemical warfare. Uh, they were deployed on the 9th of March to assist the Metropolitan Police to remove vehicles, objects, every, like loads of stuff, looking for further Jesus. traces of this nerve agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Army got involved, the RAF, Royal Tank Regiment. It was it was a huge deal. Um, I mean, the media didn't particularly help with scaremongering or speculation. So, um, right. The, uh, the the media started speculating that the poison had been planted in one of the personal items in Yulia's suitcase because she left Russia to come here, so that she was an unwitting mule for it. Uh, U.S. media started speculating that it had been planted wow. in their car. Like, none of this was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Only because uh, it just generates more confusion and it plays into the hands of the people that did it because they're like, mm-hmm. do, you know, do you know what I mean? Um, mm. But I suppose as long as the people doing the investigation are doing their job. It doesn't matter what the media are reporting quite so much. Right. Um, yeah, it does, It does, like, I it, guess, kind of, like, make the investigation a little tougher because then people are like, oh, what about this? What about that? And then it's like, oh, fuck, we're, we, can we just focus on our job right now? I was just thinking as you were saying that, like, it seems a bit like, you know, in the 80s and stuff, the way that uh, spies were operating seemed, you know, very precise, very much like kind of almost like a chess-like thing. And then it Mm. it seems almost like in a post 9-11 world, somewhat, it seems to be more like a kind of a terrorist thing. It was like, as you said, it's like, oh, they said, you know, the the media says, oh, maybe she bought it in a, in a suitcase. And then Russia goes, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And it's like, and then it just, it just kind of fucking muddies it all. And it isn't what happened. They think that Mm. they were poisoned at the house. Oh, okay. Not oh, think, well, interesting. How, so I didn't realise this, right. So how did they get it in the house? Answer, they didn't because they found traces, most concentrated traces of it on the front door. Mm. So all you had to do was, oh. this is what's frightening. You didn't even have to break the, in. Spray the door handle, yeah. Right. And, and, and that's that goes back to the thing about, you know what you're saying about the, the movie language being shorthand of someone coughing on a bus when in reality you just touch the same things all over. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Once you've done that, you take it with you into the house, so they find it in the house, it killed the guinea pigs, it like upset the cat. It's not... Yes, to the point Jesus. where they had to put the cat down, yeah. Yeah, um, that's fucking terrible. And then, and then obviously you shake hands, you pass it on. Uh, it's... Mm. Um, it also explains why the guy... Uh, why the uh, detective got it he went to the house mm. yeah yeah he touched the door of course yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, um, see this is this is yeah that's terrifying yeah uh, so uh, they said it was of high purity uh, that's a direct quote of the, the nerve agent was um, and uh, there was a declassified letter from the uh, national security advisor uh, to the NATO secretary 
that said Russian military intelligence had hacked the daughter's email accounts since 2013. So for five years. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so um, they knew when she was That is ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they tested methods for delivering nerve, nerve agents v- via door handles. So, mm. Wow. Um, That's terrifying. Uh, the nerve agent was actually delivered in liquid form. That uh, they determined the de- Department for Environment de- uh, uh, c- confirmed that uh, eight sites required de- decontamination, uh, mm. <coughs> which would take several months, cost millions. Uh, the BBC reported that experts had said the nerve agent does not evaporate or disappear over time, which is obviously another case of like, oh my god, it's going to stick around. <laughs> um, yeah. So they they had to do a lot of decontamination. Um, right and they attribute this is interesting they attribute the survival of sergey and yulia to the weather Ah. i won't have anyone shitting on this country's weather ever again (laughs) it's beautiful british weather hey masood it's true how many lives has it saved but basically uh, (laughs) there was a lot of fog and there was a lot of humidity and according to the inventor of the toxin yeah moisture weakens the potency of it so had it been That's... had it been a forty degree day like this summer, they'd have been dead. Shit. Wow! Had they, had they been out, you know, yeah, like out in um, Hawaii, it's all over. <laughs> Jesus! Wow! Wow! Okay. Um, on the first of May, twenty eighteen, so a couple of months later, uh, UK intelligence had no like they hadn't been able to identify individual or individuals who had carried it out. Yes. Um, this is such an innocent time because you remember it coming up in Parliament and it being like a national news story for days that Corbyn basically said, well, before we start pinning blame, we should probably do some form of investigation. Yeah. yeah. And Theresa May basically said exactly the same thing. And people went, Jeremy Corbyn loves Putin. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? Why would like why would he love Putin? Putin is an authoritarian cheat. Yes. Also, why it, would he love him? It's it's so strange. I bet, I bet, I bet a single tear rolls down his face when he sees this episode. <laughs> he's like, it's, oh, no. you're right. It's it's so it's so strange that like um, what he's doing there is acting very statesmanlike and calling for diplomacy, yeah. and everyone's like, mm. no. It was basically people when we all know it's Russia. And like the fact is, even if the government know it's Russia, you go like, we need to find out who did this. Yeah. Which is all Corbyn actually did. But this has been a large talking point for years. It still comes up now. It came up on on Twitter. It came up on Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart's podcast. You're fucking kidding me. uh, Yeah, they were talking about how it meant he was obviously pro-Russia and Brilliant. Um, hey, boys, oh. what's your favourite podcast that's by a war criminal and a former spy? <laughs> <laughs> this one. Oh, my. This one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the war criminal. Masu's the former spy. Chris yeah. is the babe. Can you imagine <laughs> me as a spy? I would laugh five I minutes. Think, actually, I'm, no, you know I'm Masu. <laughs> I think that there's absolutely no way they'd suspect you. This is true. Um, it turns out, actually, to be a spy, what you need to do is like wear outrageous clothes yeah. and have big, <laughs> big. It's big because people remember; they don't remember detail. Red remember, cowboy yeah. hat. Yeah, no, seriously. If you wear it, they'll go, "Oh yeah, we wore a big cowboy hat." And you just fucking with it off. Uh, they reckon that about fifty to hundred grams of the nerve agent uh, was thought to have been used in the attack, which meant that it mm. was used intentionally as a weapon. Uh, gotcha. There had been enough there to kill a large number of people. 
in that fifty two hundred grams or they just well in then the there was a clarification where the yeah. uh, they said that they should have said milligrams and not grams. But either way, the, ah. there was still uh, they still reckoned that there was enough there to kill quite a few people. Yeah, um, it's overkill whichever way you slice. The nineteenth of July. Uh, the press association said that police believed they'd identified several Russians as the suspected perpetrators. They'd been identified through CCTV, cross-checked with border entry data. Then the British government was gonna put in f- for extradition to Moscow for two Russians suspected of carrying out the attack. Right. And to find them, the Met Police used two super recognizers. That's a job. It's the opposite of Sue. Sue said you said you've got face blindness, right? Yeah, like <laughs> I wouldn't say like I'm face blind, but I have a bit. I am. It's my thing. God, it's like my whole bloody thing. I met someone who who told me they had it, and I was like, I mean, it's a good way to get out of if random men come up to you and be like, hey, what's up? Um, I don't remember you. It's really really good. So, yeah, they use these super recognizers to identify suspects going through 5,000 hours of CCTV footage. That's two people doing that. Holy shit. Uh, That's incredible. And CCTV footage, not just from Salisbury, but from several airports around the UK. Wow, that's a hell of a that's fucking insane. Uh, That's amazing. And then it's a power I don't have. It's like being a great dresser. And then the uh, uh, and then Theresa May announced in uh, House Commons that the Secret Service had identified two suspects as officers in the GU intelligence service. Mm. And that this is this is quite a big deal as well because the other uh, part goes back to sort of like. Corbyn being like we wait for a full investigation to get the mm. full facts and everything because uh, they also had to determine whether or not it was a rogue attack or officially sanctioned by Russia right oh, see what I mean right. which, yeah. so, which is which is perfectly sensible yeah, yeah so um, uh, this is when Theresa May announced that it was not a rogue operation and almost yes. certainly approved mm. at senior level of Russian government which right. you just don't need to say at this point and then also I mean obviously now uh, sanction after sanction after sanction given what's going on in Ukraine but Theresa May also said that she would be pushing for the EU to agree new sanctions against Russia because of this right right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this the is two... where I get to post a link to Tony Blair saying I love Putin the two, there, there, there are suspects called uh, Alexander Petrov uh, mm-hmm. which is an alias of Alexander Mishkin there's uh, Ruslan Boroshov, an alias of Anatoly Chapiga, uh, and there's Sergei Fedotov, an alias of Denis Sergeev. These mm. all sound like made-up Russian names for the places. Uh, yeah, so um, Anatoly uh, uh, Chapiga is a colonel with the GRU. Uh, he is a hero uh, of the Russian Federation Award. Uh, right. There is Denis Sergeev, he is an officer of military intelligence in the GRU again. Uh, and then the other guy, Alexander Mishkin, uh, is a doctor. A uh, oh, Russian doctor. Okay. Uh, works for military intelligence. They have all been accused of doing the uh, poisoning. Mm-hmm. The She said that they would identify two suspects. And then it was uh, Petrov and Boroshov, uh, the aliases of 
Mishkin and Chapiga, I think. Because mm-hmm. uh, obviously they were all obviously they were working with aliases. Um, yeah. No one knows how they got the passport files to identify these uh, these two people. But then this this threw up another. Do you remember this vaguely throwing up another question of um, uh, of ethics and uh, and facts, I guess, because. Uh, uh, so there's a the Moscow correspondent for the Guardian, a guy named Andrew Roth. He mm-hmm. said that if the reporting is confirmed, it would be a major blunder by the intelligence agency, allowing any country to check passport data for Russians requesting visas or entering the country against a list of nearly forty passport files of suspected GRU officers. So, like, what? How do they obtain the passport files of GRU oh, officers right. to cross-check them with people coming in? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it, it, it becomes that thing of like, well, they were dangerous. Like, well, you didn't know they're dangerous until mm-hmm. you identified them. So yeah. yeah, it's a chicken and egg thing where they're like, uh, like those what they yeah. called not CRB check. It's not called that anymore. It's called something else. DBS. DBS. Like, oh yeah, yeah I passed my DBS. All it means is you've never been caught for a yeah. crime. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, uh, that so they they flew in from Moscow to Gatwick Sue's. Hello, you're welcome. Hey, hello. Uh, My town. Yeah, so the Counterterrorism Command. Do you remember when Priti Patel didn't understand what counterterrorism was? Do you remember that? Oh my God. Fucking hell. Was this around this? I don't know, serious? but I remember her understand. kept saying counterterrorism offences, and it's like I do when remember pe- this. when people are charged with counterterrorism, and it's like, do you understand what this? This I mean, is very literally... funny because I don't like I don't know what when this goes out in a couple of weeks, but at the moment, Suella Braverman is still our Home Secretary, and people keep saying that she makes Priti Patel look like a genius. Um, she doesn't. Priti <laughs> Patel was fucking idiot too that's amazing i do how do you i mean like you just just understand what the word counter is in in the word counterclockwise yeah Yeah. and then you'll understand (laughs) what counterterrorism like it's not even head rounded yeah it's it's i fuck me (laughs) i couldn't believe the news footage of her saying it she said it over and over and over again Um, wow anyway um the uh, so Scotland Yards and the Counterterrorism Command released a detailed track of the individuals 48 hours within the UK, mm. and it covered their arrival from Moscow at Gatwick, a trip yeah. to Salisbury by train the day before the attack, uh, right. and then police said that that was meant to be for reconnaissance, and then a trip to Salisbury by train on the day of the attack, and then a return trip to Moscow via Heathrow. Um, mm. They spent both nights in London, so they went to Salisbury and back one day oh. for reconnaissance, and then they went there and back. You'd, it's yeah, a, it's a, the trains are fucking expensive, lads. Don't. I mean, well, I know you've got one on Russia's. They stayed. Uh, bank. They stayed Every next to. Um, they stayed next to Bow Church in 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 Bow, ah. East London. Okay. Novichok was found in their hotel room. <gasps> uh, Jesus I wonder if it was them. Mm. So, because obviously they obviously they'd gone by this point, but police found it in the room they stayed in afterwards. Mm. That's mad. Uh, yeah, Why yeah. They stay the, a bit closer to a train that would take them. I'm I sorry. guess I, I know this is really bad because they wanted to see cats. I guess if they were um, going to stay in Salisbury, it ties them even closer to it. I think yeah. maybe like to be in and out that they might just be like they won't be looking for people that they'll be looking for people yeah, that the, were. In, I don't know. The, I don't know. I to get bow it. to bow to a train station that gets you up to Salisbury. Uh, it's, yeah. All I'm saying is you, I I hope you had a good book <laughs> from the commute. Okay, that's um, all I'm saying. On the 26th of September, so again, we're, we're months later getting into autumn now, the real identity uh, of the suspect 
Uh, so Ruslan Boroshov was revealed as Anatoly Chapiga. Uh, the Daily yeah. Telegraph actually uh, outed him. So he'd been made a hero of the Russian Federation. And then the BBC said that there's no dispute over this identification, as in like it's confirmed. This is it's definitely person. him. Right. Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying the BBC hasn't got its problems journalistically. I just think it's a bit more reliable than the Telegraph. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll um, go with you on that. Yeah. Certainly then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not now that the uh, the Telegraph has gone woke by comparison. But... <laughs> Isn't this wacky? It's it's this is a four year old thing that uh, where Theresa May was in charge. We've had um, three prime ministers so, since then. Uh, that blows so my yeah, Theresa May was prime minister. Amber Rudd was home secretary. Would you like to? Do you remember who was secretary of state for defence, Suze? <sighs> Fuck. This one's for all the It's not the Rob, is it? No, Gavin Williamson. Just... Oh, my fucking God. And he's just back in the cabinet, right? Is he? Oh, Jesus. He, yeah. said, he said, the true identity of one of the Salisbury suspects has been revealed to be a Russian colonel. I want to thank all the people who are working so tirelessly on this case. And then he deleted it from Twitter. <laughs> <sighs> uh, then Mishkin's real identity. Uh, so Petrov was uh, an alias. And then he was revealed to be... Uh, Alexander Mishkin and mm-hmm. then on the 22nd of November 2018 CCTV footage of the two suspects walking in Salisbury was published by the police and then mm. Mishkin and Chapiga aka Petrov and Boroshov um, they were added to the sanctions list of the United States Treasury Department along with 13 members of the agency they worked for the GRU mm. um, I just love the thing of him posting that on Twitter smiling and sitting back and then like his fucking like the spin doctor or PR was like PA was like the fuck are you doing? No, no, no. Yeah. You, you can't just put uh, that on the fucking internet. You have to delete it right now. No, but I... Because we saw the... I wanted everybody to know, but... Fuck, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right Sixth of January, 2019... The Telegraph again reported that the authority, our authorities, British authorities, had mm. established all of the like n- essential information of the assassination attempt, and they're, they're calling it an assassination attempt now. Mm. Um, yes, including the chain of command that leads right up to our friend Vladdy. Wow! Gotcha. So they were like, "Hey, it's he said he gave the green light, and yeah. uh, gotcha. wow!" Okay. Then they identified in February the third GRU officer who was in the UK at the time, Sergeyev. Uh, yeah. And then in September last year, uh, the BBC mm, reported wow. the Crown Prosecution Service had authorised charges against the three men, but the formal charges could not be laid at their feet unless they were arrested. But obviously, they're oh. no longer here, haven't they? Oh, True. they went... Right, they went... Uh, oh, shit. True. Yeah, and then those charges are amount to murder, because of Sturgis, yeah. attempted murder, causing grievous bodily harm, and use and possession of a chemical weapon. Mm. I imagine that's a, a long sentence. <laughs> all of those I bet three. that's like more than a year. Yeah, I'd hope it is. I'd hope it's <laughs> like, you've been very bad boys. Yeah. One <laughs> other thing I should point out is is that um, at the time this was all coming out and people were putting pressure on May to go after Russia, mm. Putin was facing his fourth presidential election. Gotcha. At that time. Wow. Right. And not only that, maybe more importantly, even in terms of international politics uh, and how it would play for Russia internationally, uh, Russia was due to host the 2018 World Cup. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. Right. I remember that. Yes. Mm. It's wacky, isn't it? Because, uh, like, I, I love international football so much. It's my favourite thing on earth, apart from the Olympics. And I don't feel like I can enjoy the Qatar World Cup coming up. Whereas the Russia World Cup, I watched no problem. Oh, really? What is... Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm just... That's... I was going to ask you, are, how do you feel about it? And I think it's terrible. I don't yeah. think I'm going to Watch partake. It. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Wow. The Russia World Cup, though, I did... I was that. <laughs> Loved it. Um, the, the, so the UK did... Uh, uh, did a couple of things. We uh, They increased checks on private flights, customs and freight, froze Russian state assets where there's evidence that they may be used to threaten life or property, mm. uh, plans to consider new laws to increase defences against hostile state activity. Ministers and the British royal family boycotted the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia. Mm. Uh, suspended all high-level bilateral contacts between the UK and Russia. Retraction of the state invitation to Russia's foreign minister, Lavrov. Forty-eight million pound chemical weapons defense center and voluntary vaccinations against anthrax to British troops. Mm. Um, I don't think they went through with all of those, did they? Did them? Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. Did did the royal family and uh, ministers boycott the World Cup? I can't remember. That doesn't ring a bell. Um, I don't yeah. remember there this... being a lot of kickback against Russia no. hosting the World Cup. Because football's no, football, it, it isn't it? Felt... Well, it, it did feel a lot like um, that, but I feel like social media has uh, changed things enough that mm. that's not the case for Qatar. Um, I suppose a breach of human rights records <laughs> is more important to people than uh, like what was perceived then as an yeah. ongoing like terrorist investigation. I don't yeah. know. It's a weird one. I feel like Putin's much more infamous now than he was then. 100%. Um, those were... Uh, reports those were responses that the BBC reported were likely to happen I don't know whether they all did I can't remember I'll have to double check but uh, May also said and this is perfectly reasonable I think that some measures mm. which the government had planned couldn't be shared publicly for reasons of national security so sure. yeah of course yeah fair Jeremy Corbyn cast doubts in his parliamentary response to this statement mm. uh, uh, and he said that uh, he was concerned that blaming the attack on Russia prior to the results of an independent investigation was um, potentially foolhardy. And obviously, right. as Sousa said, this provoked criticism from some MPs, including members of Labour. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I can't believe they hated him. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and this is, this is quite important, a few days later... Corbyn was satisfied that the evidence pointed to Russia. Does that get <laughs> forgotten about? Um, yeah. It must do, because every time I bring up Putin, someone posts that he said maybe we should wait for results of an investigation. Everyone, they, they, they send that to me as a checkmate. It's why, yeah. it's why investigations exist, I'm, I'm sure. To, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure it's to good find to investigate out, things. To find out facts. Um, it was yeah. literally anyway. days, that's amazing. You, you and your facts. Yeah. More, uh, more, you can prove anything with facts. Furthermore, he supported the expulsion, um, mm. but argued that a crackdown on money laundering by UK financial firms on behalf of Russian oligarchs would be a more effective measure against the Putin regime, which he called it the Putin regime. And he said this would be more effective than the Tory government's plans. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, but money's money, Chris. You can't mm. stop the flow of money. What are you going <laughs> to do? What are you going to do? Stand yeah. in its way? That's just childish politics. Yeah, that would be silly to stop the money coming. And <laughs> as if he'd said at the time, death to Putin, people wouldn't stop 
saying do you you love russia yeah. you love putin do you want to know who the first um representative of uh the uk government the first representative of the british government who formally accused putin of personally ordering the poison do you want to know who that was oh could you tell oh, us chris boris johnson ha 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 Oh. Probably in a little, <laughs> probably in a little blunder. He probably wasn't meant to do that. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. This was a, a lovely fluke. <laughs> oh, this was this was the uh, the blunder years of uh, Boris Johnson. Now, in, like now, when he's a legend, not when he's flying home from holidays on economy to run with for his, leadership with his where he's not allowed. Silly little, silly little backpack and a suit. <laughs> you look, you look like trash. <laughs> Put the fucking backpack. Oh, he's on. got funny hair, Masood. Vote um, him in. So after this happened on the 6th of March, so this is two days later, two days after the attack, 6th of March, 2018, mm-hmm. uh, a man is interviewed uh, with by the Echo of Moscow. Um mm. And he said something constantly happens to Russian citizens who either run away from Russian justice or for some reason choose for themselves a way of life they call a change of their motherland. So the more Britain accepts on its territory, every good for nothing, every scum from all over the world, the more problems they will have. Do you know who that man was? That man was Andre Lugovoy. And that man is the alleged killer of Alexander Litvinenko. Oh, shit, son. Okay. Okay. That kind of implies that they're going traitors to Russia yeah we'll get, we'll get theirs regardless of which country they're hiding in mm-hmm. wow that's that's but sweet call we're that, overlooking though. the fact that this was a failed assassination attempt yes because yeah. the scruples they survived and the fatality was an accident mm. yes a fluke. poor dawn sturgis yeah. yeah anyway uh that is pretty much That's it except for poisons. there was that interview where what are you doing in salisbury we wanted to see the cathedral and that became like a mm. uh, what well, starts to overshadow the story doesn't it because it becomes the memeified uh i think it's what story. most people remember from this yeah mm-hmm. they go like they were and everyone's hot take is like oh see the churches was it well, <laughs> like look, mm. britain has got a lot of old architecture i know that but yeah the, there are there are nicer and better cathedrals than Salisbury. As soon as, it, as soon as they said that, every single fucking British person was like, "They're lying." Every single British person. Yes. There's yeah. no yeah, way. I remember. No one took it at face value because of so like Westminster Abbey. Uh, do you know what I mean? York Minster. There's mm. so many other yeah. ones to go and see. Salisbury Cathedral. Mm-hmm. No, bullshit, mate. Yeah. It's a. Uh... <laughs> it was quite unifying well, in a way. But there's something also very, very like that's the byline. They're like they're just before the interview, like their handlers like, just say you went to see the churches, okay? They'll all buy it. These people are morons, okay? Yeah. They're idiots. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not an idiot, I'm very clever. We thought while we were staying in London, we thought, Oh, Salisbury Cathedral. <laughs> yes. We're saying like we took in show. We saw cats. Nobody goes to see fucking cats. It's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> So again, no, no real mystery as such. No, but um, it is, it is, it is sending us on our way towards yeah, the end of the Our finale. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Well, thanks, Chris. What a lovely little, what a lovely little jaunt down. Lovely jaunt to Salisbury. Yes, thank you, thank you. But you don't just have to stop here with our episodes if you like this and we whet your appetite you can get so much more a 
feature-length video versions of the episodes, and you get the episodes two days early, and you get extra bonus content, and you get free merch and cocktail recipes and more if you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash mysteryontherocks. But if that's not enough for you, why not go on our Twitter, twitter.com slash mysteryontherocks, but rocks is spelled with an X because X don't give it to you. Same on Instagram. You can also email us, mysteryontherocks, spelled C-K-S, at gmail.com. Tell us stuff and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, leave a review that says, oh, my God, I love this so much. Don't leave a review saying this is just a shit last podcast on the left. We'll Because they you. like us, by the way. So. Yeah, yeah, we hung out like with us. them and they liked us, or at least pretended <laughs> to. Um, and, and I'm very down on myself and I don't feel like they hated me at the end of that hangout. Also, I'm a woman. So... Leave us a nice review and subscribe and smash that bell. Hit that love. We love you. <laughs> I um, wh- While you were doing that, my internet slowed down. That's why I've turned off my camera again. It seems yeah. to like stabilize it. <laughs> but it was sounded like yeah. you had gotten drunk again. And it was like... It's a lot of fun. Well, it's nice to speak to you guys. Yeah, I'll see nice you all soon, you. yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, can, you have a lovely time in uh, in Canada, Suze. Canada, and, uh, we'll, Canada. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see you for uh, the penultimate episode of this <gasps> season next week. <gasps> all right. Yeah. Oh, my <gasps> goodness. <gasps> 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 <gasps>